Life Audio. Hey, welcome back to Salty Saints Podcast. I'm Zach. And I am Jason. <laughs> you did it. I was afraid you weren't going to do it for a second. Oh, that's what Randy does. Yeah, that's yeah. what he does. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was good. I like that. I'm Jason. Yes, you are I Jason. I am not Randy. You're not Randy because Randy is on vacation. And so this is the part where I apologize because our uploads have been so all over the place for the last few weeks. And I'm sorry, but I'm also not sorry because I've been chilling on the beach in Mexico. So it was it was my honeymoon. I will I will offer forgiveness. Yeah. From us all to yeah. you. Well, You're thank forgiven. You. Thank also. you. Thank you for representing good? all of our listen- listenership here. Um, <laughs> they didn't get a vote. So this this is Jason. He is another pastor here at New Hope. He's been on the podcast Just another. once or twice before. I don't know. A couple times. And he's filling in for Andy today because Randy's visiting family. He's taking vacation time now that I've That's taken right. my vacation time. So uh, we're talking about peace today. Is peace something tangible? Is it something I can actually have in my life? We're going to get to that. But first, we're going to have a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Okay, we are back and we're talking about peace. Peace. Why peace? Why does peace matter? Um, And is it possible in our lives? Um, I hear peace has been brought up a lot. As like a pop culture reference. Have oh, you yeah. noticed that? Totally. Yeah. I liked what you said the other day about, what did you say, aliens yeah. and hippies and... Miss America. Miss America. Yeah. That's right. Those are the three ones, right? Like, yeah. we, we come in peace, um, peace, peace, love, and, you know, no war, hug a tree, you know, right. that's the other one. And then... Um, world peace. It's always world peace, baby. Yes. Always. Always. Why have they never gotten any more clever than that? I, well, did you see the... Uh, did you watch... Uh, it's totally a squirrel. I'm just going to throw us right That's off. That's okay. I like that. Um, Miss Congeniality with Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. You know, where she goes to the, she's, you know, totally not into the beauty pageant. And then uh, she tries to talk about something other than world peace and the answer. And everybody just, I mean, it's just deadpan. Nobody gets it. And then she goes, and world peace. And then everybody explodes into applause. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. That's kind of like, what it's like. Well, that's that's sort of what it feels like that. It's one of those things where it's like we just – we have to talk about it and we have to say that we care about it. Right. And at the same time, when I look at like social media or I look at the way people talk about people that don't agree with them or I look about at people who are in a really hard time in their lives, like it seems like peace doesn't exist for 
most people right. in the world. Now, and we're not knocking world peace. Oh, no, no, I no. I mean, because we want I've, it. I've got friends in Ukraine. I mean, we want it, right? Right. But, absolutely. But it's I almost, mean, there are people hurting and dying and suffering in a world that is not peaceful. And so absolutely world peace. But what we're saying is sometimes it gets cheapened into this little catch-all phrase. Well, that, that you've got to say it. Yeah. That that everybody it, just kind of, yeah, we're peace. Right. Move on. Yeah. Right. It's like the people that care about global warming and drive Hummers. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, that's that's the most blown out. And I, look, I'm not saying one way or another on this global warming business. I'm just saying it's when people don't necessarily align with what they say they align with. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, yeah. And so yeah, it, it's one of those things where it's almost hard. Like, I don't think about peace much because it's almost become so cartoony in my head. The mm. idea of peace. The, it's it's almost right. this silly, goofy, oh, it's so sweet and, and nice. And it, it's almost like the way I hear Satanists or atheists talk about heaven. They're like, mm. oh, it, it's got to be so good. It's got to be boring. Okay. I think that way about the way peace has been like mm-hmm. cartoonized or characterized. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's this over the top, just everybody's just so, hey, man, you know, like yeah. – and we don't want that. And That's I think silly. we, yeah, because I think everybody has a different version of peace. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's, what what would what would a new age version of peace be? More like, uh, I almost think like disconnected from reality. Well, that's hard to say like, because the new age is so many things. Yeah. Like I'm thinking like the, the mantras and the meditation to the point where right, like the you're Beatles. not really. John Lennon's Imagine. Okay. That's I peace. I missed that, I guess. Yeah. What? Imagine? <laughs> You don't know the song Imagine? Imagine all the people. Yeah, that, that song. Yeah. yeah. I know the song, but I've never thought about it as like a disconnected from reality. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. No hell below us, above us, only sky. Imagine all the people living life in peace. Yeah. You got to do that part. <laughs> yes, you do. You got to do that part. Yes, you do. But um, yeah, I mean like the Beatles were super new agey. Right. Because they went over to – did they go to India? And they got super influenced by the culture. Okay. And all the like Hinduism okay. and everything. And so it really bleeds into Lenin's take okay. on things especially. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah it, there's all these ways of looking at it. But right. the question is what does the Bible say about peace? And like right. does the Bible care about peace? Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Kind of a, I mean – He's Jesus is the prince of the prince of peace, peace. right? Yeah. And that was the point I made the other day. Uh, Jason and I held uh, something we called the Peace Summit for mm-hmm. um, our church, and that's kind of what um, made me think to do this to talk about this subject. Why is this important for Christians? Um, and at the beginning, I said, "Yeah, I, I always think about you know aliens, Miss America, and hippies when I hear the word peace," but yeah. like. I rarely used to think about Jesus when I heard the word peace. And I rarely used to think about it being something I could have in my life. And the thing is, like, Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and he should be the first thing we think about when we think of peace. Right. Right. And we can have peace in our lives. Mm-hmm. So the question is, what does that look like? And what does the Bible say about it? Right. 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 And, and Yeah. Because the we even talked about the definition – of peace from a dictionary standpoint is the freedom from disruption. Right. You know, and so I think in our culture today, Western Christianity, a lot of times we think of uh, Jesus calms the storm. Peace be still. 
right? And the storm ends. Right. And then the water's good. Right. So that's what peace means in my life of world be still. And now my life is good. <laughs> right. Right. I think that's only part of it. Because then we started talking about Peter walking on the water. Yep. Right. That the storm didn't stop. No, it's still going. Right. So, you know, I mean, Peter looked, took his eyes off of Jesus and he started, you know, glug, glug. Right. Right. Okay. I'm, I'm agreeing. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> you, I, thought, just, I know it's a podcast. I thought it was a hypothetical. Me, right. Me, yeah. Well, I was just tracking. Okay. I'm just tracking. But the storm kept raging. And then, you know, Peter looks back in the eyes of Jesus, takes his hand, whatever, you know, mm -hmm. however that actually worked. Um, and then all was good again. Peace in the midst of the storm. Right. So we, ha we have songs that say peace in the midst of the storm. We have songs that, you know, peace be still, you know, be still and know that I'm God. But yet the rest of that psalm is very tumultuous. Yeah. And so I think we have to keep in mind it's both things. Peace can be both biblically. Yeah. Um, before I forget this thought, cause I know I will, um, it, you just reminded me, like, I think about when I plan for these, like, like big vacations or something, mm -hmm. um, used to, I would plan for trips and I would get all excited and I would be like, oh, it's going to be just like this. Like, yeah. And I, I build this picture of it in my head. Mm -hmm. And then when it's not that thing, right. Then it all, then I'm like mad and I can't enjoy my time there. And then I get yeah. all hung up on how Things aren't going right, and, and I can ruin that time. Now I try to be like, oh, I hope it's like this. Mm -hmm. And if it's not, I'm going to have a good time. And right, I feel like that's what we're talking about when we say peace. Things can go wrong, and things are going to go wrong. Yeah, Peace is learning to be that you are calm and that yes. you are at ease and that you are good even when everything else isn't right. Is that right. fair? I mean, sometimes the mess doesn't hit us. Right. And that's peace. Right. But oftentimes, I mean, we live in a world that's fallen. Yes. We are fallen. We're sinners. So like, we're going to have trouble. Sure. Oh, I think that's in the Bible. I think once or twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. Jesus I mean, might mention that or something. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have the mess of the world. Right. Because Satan is, you know, he's come to steal, kill, and destroy, right? right. He's the thief that comes in the middle of the night. He's going to hit sooner or later. And so that, like you're saying, that peace is that calmness, that assurance, that steadfastness in the midst of the junk, right? Right. 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 Um, and the, so, so then biblically, where does that peace come from? From within us, from our own strength, Zach. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Stop. Okay. We're going to read Bible verses because Jason's being funny or whatever no, he's doing. But, uh, I mean, it comes from Jesus. Absolutely. That's it, right? Absolutely. I mean, that's, <laughs> that was one of the things we said at, uh, at the peace summit was here's how you screw up peace. Do it on your own power. Right. Yeah. Right. Because, okay. Like, like you just said, you said that the, the devil brings, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Right. 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 So that's what he gives us. Right. He I mean, gives us destruction, death, mm -hmm. and kill, steal, destroy, and uh, and and he takes from us. <laughs> that's like, right. Wait a, minute, wait a minute. How many are there? <laughs> um, but then you read like John fourteen twenty seven that says, I was, "Peace I leave you with." I was thinking the exact same thing. Um, yeah. My peace I give you. 
Mm-hmm. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do right. not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So when yeah. Satan gives us death, destruction, and he steals all that we love, Jesus gives peace. Absolutely. And the world can't give us peace, right? Right. I, I mean, right. we can find peace in the world, but it's really only when we – it's when we – whether we know Christ or not, it's when we lean into the life more the way Christ has built us to lean into life. Because yeah. yeah. there, there are people that don't know Christ that can have peaceful times in their life. Well, and I think it's a I, – I firmly believe there is a strategy of the devil to make you comfortable. Right. To make things smooth sailing. Right. That you – dude, you got this life all under control. Look at this. I mean you got the house. You got the boat. You got the two cars, the two kids, the picket fence. You don't need God. Right. Look, you're peaceful, right? To, to go with that though is I want to I want to re, retract that I just said peace. I don't think you can have peace without Christ, but I, I think agree. you can have comfort. Oh yeah, so I think you hit the right. nail on the head right. there because so, that's all external comfort, right? The I mean, I think Satan tries to make us feel or he, the lie, the steal, mm-hmm. kill, and destroy. The lie in all that is that's not really peace, right? That you've achieved the American dream or you have finally arrived you've got you know you're making the six figure income you've got you've got everything you ever wanted right you're you're good right but on the inside you're still this tumultuous mess that's not peace well so and without christ we're a tumultuous mess and, and before we got started here i mentioned to you like the greek and the hebrew terms for peace yeah right? yeah and shalom we've all heard Shalom before mm-hmm. we've heard that word, yeah. even if it's just like in a movie when a Greek person says something at a wedding, you know, or, right. <laughs> or a Jewish person says something at a wedding. You yeah. Know? Um, you know, we hear Shalom and, um, Shalom, it means completeness. Right. But it's also, it's the word for peace. Mm-hmm. And so the, the question is, and when I say completeness, I mean in every way, right? The, the, the Jews, when they talk about we, – we talk about the soul a lot in Western culture. And whenever you talk about souls, it's always like a little ghost that lives inside your body. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. It's like yeah. this little floaty thing or this essence of you. But that's not what the Jews were talking about when they talked about the soul. They, they use the word nefesh and it's all of you. It's mind, body, spirit. It's your emotions. It's your psyche. It's every bit of you, right? Holistic. It's holistic. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you look at the word shalom, the word peace in Hebrew, it means completeness, soundness, welfare. Mm-hmm. It's it's that you are – you're lacking nothing, right? That you are made whole. You're made to be who you were meant to be, right? Right. And to the person that doesn't have Christ in their life, they can never be complete because they're always missing that one component. That makes them who they were really made to be, and that is a child of God and right. a worshiper of the one true God. Yeah. And so it's like if we don't recognize ourselves as that, we can never truly be at peace. Right. Right. Hmm. I mean, you take that idea of completeness and you think about Romans fifteen thirteen, right? Of you know, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and with all peace. Not just partial, but all peace, hmm. as you trust in him so that you can overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That it's not, you know, but we live in a fallen world. And so our complete peace might still be 
a day that we've not attained yet. Right. Right. That's, that's, it's something we're always going to be, it's sanctification. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it's not, it's not this one time deal and now you're perfect, mm -hmm. but it's this, he's filling us and we're pouring out into the world. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's discipleship in a way that, you know, are we going to be perfect disciple makers? No, but we lean on God to be like our fuel, to be good disciple mm -hmm. makers. Um, and so we, ha it's like, uh, man, there's so many good analogies from the Bible, but like Jesus talking about being the true vine. Right. And you know, mm -hmm. if a branch isn't connected to a vine, it dies right. and it doesn't produce fruit. Yeah. But a vine that's truly connected or sorry, a branch that's truly connected to the vine, it's going to be healthy. It's going to thrive. It's going to produce fruit mm -hmm. and it's going to do everything it was designed to do. It's going to be a good branch because it's connected to the vine. Right. Are we connected to our vine? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like that's, right. that's what we have to be examining ourselves. Like right. we're not, we're not trying to pull away from the vine, are we? Mm -hmm. um, because that's where peace is. That's where nourishment is. Right. Holistic wellness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the analogy we used at the Peace Summit the other day was talking about the clouds and, you know, if you've ever, you know, gone on a long flight, well, any flight really, you get above the clouds. You know, if you've ever taken off in a stormy day or it's rainy, it's foggy, it's cloudy, whatever, um, it's always sunny above the clouds. Right. And so that's like being connected to the vine that, you know, that if if peace in our world is above the cloud line, you know, that we're connected to Christ, we're connected to the master of peace, we're connected to the vine in that sense. Does that right make sense? Mm -hmm. So that when we descend below the clouds into the world, the life, the, you know, the ins and outs of our days – we where have it's to, raining, where it's yeah, where yeah. It, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you've ever flown into Denver, <laughs> notoriously right outside the foothills where the airport is, it's always bumpy, coming and going. It can be beautiful and sunny. It can be stormy. It feels the same because <laughs> that's just the nature of where it, you know the atmosphere where mm -hmm. the Denver airport is at. That's life. You get below the clouds, and it's gonna be rocky. It's gonna be rough, and we have to maintain our connection to the, the sunny day above, right? Right. To the vine, to Jesus. I think we're throwing in way too, anal too many analogies, but we'll keep rolling with it. No, well, I like um, – maybe maybe you should hash out this. I really like the cloud analogy. I think okay. it's really good. Well, I mean, you know, we even see that in our culture of, um, uh, you know, commercials about medication for depression, that depression and anxiety and, um, you know, some of the mental illnesses of our day are depicted by clouds and rain and gray and fog and right. 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 I mean, I've, I've described that myself going, I, I just feel like I'm in a fog today. Right. right. And so, you know, that's a, that's a good picture of what life is like on the ground level. Uh, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. But above the clouds, it's always sunny. It's that was the point you made sunny. the other day. Yeah. And we don't think about that. Right. It's whether it's sunny or not, it's clear. It's mm -hmm. it's peaceful above the clouds. Yeah. There is no storm above the clouds. Yeah. It's always below the clouds. Yeah. And that's where we exist. Yeah. And so clouds being like the separation between us and God kind of, you know, but like. Right. That's the analogy. Right. The but physical and the spiritual. We've got to stay yeah. connected mm -hmm. to that, to God, that yeah. always sunny, that always mm -hmm. calm, that always peaceful so we can live it out right. here underneath. And part of its perspective, you know, of, of just remembering that um, – yeah, I'm in the thunderstorms of life, but right above me, it's peaceful. Right. And I can remain connected to Christ in the midst of this, that even though I'm in a hurricane, right? you know, 
in one hitting landfall right now. It's a Nicole, right? Ooh, I don't know. And it was an end level. It's either in Nicole or Natalie. I forgot the name of it, but I think it was supposed know. to be making landfall right in the last day or two or something like that. So, I mean, you could be in the midst of that. Boy, we really care about current events. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Dude, I'm not on social media. <laughs> I'm not either. It's the greatest decision I've ever made in I my know. life. If they're not talking about it on my YouTube feed, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, I'm with you. So sorry. <laughs> my, yeah. My wife keeps me informed. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you can be right in the midst of all that. And you have that that connection with Christ. You have You have cultivated and nourished that relationship with Jesus so that his peace transcends oh yeah that's other you know uh, philippians 4 right and the peace of god which transcends all understanding right right I what mean, does that mean though that's huge well, we're not supposed to understand it well um, we can't no matter how hard we try <laughs> right it'll it'll, right. it'll always be mysterious right the peace of god will be mysterious beyond comprehension and it will guard your hearts and minds in christ jesus why do you need something to guard your heart if there's never an attack Right. You don't. Right. Right. And so Jesus is saying, here's the, or I guess Paul, uh, but Paul is saying the peace of God will transcend all of your understanding and it will continue to guard your heart even in the storms of life. And I like that. Uh, sorry. You just reminded me. Uh, yeah. John sixteen thirty three. right? Okay. I've told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you may will have uh, many troubles, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Yeah. So pair those two together, right? Right. Like it's, it makes one big idea that like Jesus is like, yes, you will have peace. Yes, you will have trouble. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and so yeah. it can't be that they can't coexist. They have to be right. able to coexist because we've been promised both. Right. I think, Yeah. Two things. One this is just kind of a side note, but we've got to be more comfortable with God being a God of perceived paradox. Hash that out. Big words. I know what you're saying, but. Okay. So often we perceive conflict in God. So like you were just saying, say that again, that you, it, we, we're going to have peace and we're going to have troubles. trouble. Yeah. Okay. That feels like a paradox. Yeah. And we perceive those two things can't exist at the same time. But yet that is part of God and our experience in him, right? And so we've got I think as Christians, we've got to be more comfortable with what we perceive as a paradox when God yeah. is like, no, yeah. this is just this is my ways. Well, and what you're saying isn't that it is a paradox. It's that we perceive Perceived it as one. Paradox. That's why I like that. Right. Yeah. Which that, I mean, not not that we're going to open this can of worms. We already have, but go ahead. No, okay. no, this is a new one. Okay. Or an right. old one. All right. But how many times have we gone around about uh, uh, grace and truth? Oh, yeah. I don't want to do this. <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. We we perceive those as incapable of existing in the same space. Right. But without grace, you can't have uh -huh. truth. And without truth, you can't have grace. They, 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 they're, they're dependent on it. They have to exist in the same space in right. God's character. Right. You can't be because he is infinitely both. Right. We, I think as Christians, we tend to perceive these things that we're like, oh, that doesn't make sense. That can't happen. I mean, we, and you hear it in our culture, people who, you know, are agnostic or atheists and say, yeah, there's no way that God can be both. He can't make a rock and one so big that he can't move it. Yeah. We were joking about I that. I had to day. deal with that one the other day. There's another, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's not a paradox in God's mind. Right. 
and just the same as here is like we live in a fallen world. There's going to be trouble, but there's also peace. Right. There's peace and trouble. Right. There's trouble right. and peace. Yeah. Now, now, given but, given there will be a day when there won't be any trouble. Right. Right. That'll get wiped away. That'll all get wiped away. Every tear will be wiped away. Everything's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not there yet. And we were called to exist here and now. Yeah. Like not just hunker down and wait for that better day. Right. And I think a lot of us, whether we mean to or not, we get to a place where we're like, oh, Jesus, please come back and fix this. And I've yeah. talked about on that here before how that's a huge pet peeve of mine where yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. but we're literally told like we've got to be agents of change here right now in right. this crazy messed up world. Right. And we've got to be able to articulate peace in the midst of mm-hmm. it and bring peace in the midst right. of it. Not just that we get peace, but that we then bring that peace to other people. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, right. Which. So yeah, I, I hear you. Which leads me to the second. Remember, I said two things. Okay. Okay. So here's the second. Read the end of that verse you read a minute ago. But take heart, I've over, overcome the world. Okay. So I've overcome the world. Yeah. Sometimes I think as Christians we get off track thinking that's my peace. And what is that? Jesus overcame the world. Yeah, and, but that's something far off, distant thing. Something that's not fully happened yet. I mean, it happened on the cross, right? And and when Jesus rose from the dead, I mean, the victory was won, but that victory isn't fully realized until Jesus comes back again, right? Process sanctification, glorification, right? Ish. Kind of. Yeah. You, yeah, you see is, where I'm going Yeah, now? this is more complex than that, but yes, yeah. 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 But what I, where I'm saying is people get, I think we get off base going, okay, God's peace will come. So I don't have peace today. Ah, oh, Jesus, come and fix this. But Jesus, Jesus just come. Right, going back to right, your pet right, peeve, right? right? I think that's what we're leaning into going, I don't feel peace. I want God's peace. And that's someday off in the future. And, and probably adding to that is since I don't feel peace, I must not be able to feel peace. Right. That doesn't come until later. Right. So it's like but, it, it perpetuates itself. But this, all the verses we've read, Scripture points to peace today, not just right. peace tomorrow. Right. I mean, the complete peace is tomorrow. But today we do have peace. I'm really upset you're just now bringing this up because sorry. I'm curious. I'm sorry. Well, no, no, no. I'm wondering if he says these things in the perfect tense. Meaning, should we ask Randy? Is well, Randy? I wish Randy? I would. No, 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 no. We're not going to call him. He's having fun. No, we're not. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, miss you, I, I need to look into that and look this up because that that didn't even cross my mind. But I mean, like, I bet, I bet some of these are in the perfect tense that yeah. it's already done and right. it's always done. Interesting, right? So, okay, so let me ask you this, though. If we can have peace, right, as individuals, mm-hmm. and we've already talked about, yeah, th- the Bible says so. We can, and we should, and Jesus gives it to us, and we got to go spread that, right? What about the world, though? Like, what about, like, like can, can, the, can, can there ever be world peace until Jesus comes back? We live in a fallen world. We live in a fallen world, and this would totally probably get into and, like your eschatology, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, until Jesus comes back, I don't know how I don't know how we have world peace because the hearts of men are not at peace. Right. And I think that includes some Christians. Even though they put their faith in Jesus, they haven't – peace is an abstract concept that they haven't fully grasped and lived into. Um, I struggle to live into it. But so so but I, then you have non Christians, their hearts are not at peace. 
No. And so you can't have peace across the globe. You can't have this world peace without a sense of men's hearts being at peace. But then at the same time, so let me, let me kind of, okay. the reason why I'm asking this is kind of in line with that, you know, will Jesus come back and just take care of this kind of thing? Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Um, so do you think the fact that, <clears throat> so like where I would land, I don't, I don't even know where I land on eschatology and for you right. listening, whether you know what that word means or not, it, it's what you will, it's your theology about the end times. Yes. Right. Um, I think that, de- I think that determines kind of how we can respond to this sometimes. Um, because there, there's a, there's a view out there called the part partial preterist view. Um, and I forget the other eh, premillennialists, I believe. Um, but they believe that G- that most of revelations already happened and that we're just waiting for Jesus to come back. Right. And so they believe that it's the duty of Christians to make the world better and better and better to put all of Jesus's enemies underneath his feet for the king's return. Okay. Right. And he hasn't come back because we haven't done quite a good enough job yet. Um, I don't, I don't, I, I wouldn't want to speak for them in that. I'm not sure okay. where they land. On Cause that. I've heard some beliefs around that. I and I'm sure there are. I don't know if it's this one, but yeah. It's a spectrum too, right? There's no way of like nailing down like, oh, all these people believe exactly yeah. this, right? Yeah. But, but yeah, there's, there's kind of, it's a category. Um, my point though is I don't know that I really agree with that view. Like as far as, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know all the evidence. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not well versed enough in Revelation to, to speak to that well. Um, but I really love their outlook on their job as believers. Okay. Cause here's my thing. Even if you believe, no, we're, we're waiting for half a revelation to happen and then we go through all this persecution and Christ comes back. Okay. Great. Your view of what you should be doing as a Christian should still be the same as their view that we should be, we should be spreading God's justice to the world mm-hmm. and putting his enemies under his feet. Right. Right. Even if that day comes, how, how do we know that's not thousands of thousands of years from now? Right. Right. Like, right. how do we know? Um, and so shouldn't we be making people know the Lord? And I say making, but like spreading the gospel and, and spreading Christ's love and who he is, his character. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like some of us have given up. Yeah. When we say, oh, Jesus, just come back and fix this. And it's like, we're not called to give up. We're called right. to endure to the end. Paul says, we're like, we're running a race. We're running till the end. We don't stop running until we cross that finish line. And then we hear, you know, well done. Mm-hmm. That's, that's our job. And, and I think it's, I think it's scary. I think it's like we, we've kind of fallen into that. How can we really ever have peace category? Yeah. When we fall into the Jesus, why don't you just come back and take care of this for us? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, not hating on anybody that thinks that way, but I, I, I would urge you to re reconsider that position, mm-hmm. you know, that's, yeah. I don't know. That's my pet. Peeve. Yeah. I think, I think we want peace to be easy and peace is effort. Peace is hard. Yeah. Because here's the deal. It starts with each of this, mm-hmm. You're, you know, like, and like we said, you can never truly have peace without Christ, but you can make some big changes in your life to st- Start to start you framing can, things for peace. You can eliminate distru- disruption. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And can you ever be whole without Christ? No. But you right. can fix some things. You, money does a lot of things. 
And you can eliminate a lot of disruption with money. Right. From your life. Right. You can't. I mean, if we're honest. Right. But you can't. It's not total. It's not. Right. And you can't work on the inside of yourself with money. Right. You can, you can fix a lot of the external, but you can't fix the internal. Right. The, re- the reason I bring that up is, you know, it, it, if by chance anybody were to listen to this that weren't a believer, I would urge them to start making changes in your life to see mm-hmm. if if things start to change. When you start to live God's way, do things start to change? And I, I'm not saying you can you can start fixing yourself without Jesus because I'm trying to like squash the, the need for Jesus. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that so once you start living – the way Jesus tells you to, and you start seeing that your life starts to change, you'll realize the legitimacy and the need There's for Jesus. There's something to this, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. That, that even if you don't know Christ, you know, just try try out what he says to do. You know, see if that doesn't change things. Right. But um, as far as what we do, though, and we're, we're having this thing called the Peace Summit. Yeah. On the 17th. So that's next Thursday. It's a week from today. November 17th. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're recording this. Yep. A uh, week earlier, and we're gonna we're gonna talk to the business community mm-hmm. about about peace, yep, and how to eliminate distraction in your life, and how to how to help yourself be more fruitful in life. I mean, is that a good way of saying be more engaged, um, be a better leader, be a better to husband or feel wife, more fulfilled, more productive, more rooted, more yeah. There, I mean, there's quite a few adjectives you can, you can right. throw in there, yeah. And so, like, the main tool we're going to talk about is called the Peace Index. Jason and I work, uh, when we're not pastoring, we work with companies well. or people. Well, we're always pastoring, but <laughs> stop. Why you got to be that guy? When we're, when we're not doing part of our job for the church. Right. Like, we, we when we're out in the community and go. we're working with businesses or things, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're, we're not always just screaming at them about the gospel. We want to We want to help them where they're at. Like you're you know? saying, try on God's way of life, and exactly, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the best way to do that is to start teaching you how to take control of your life. And when people start to realize, oh, these are all Christian concepts, that's when they realize there may be something to this Jesus guy. Right. Um, but one of those tools we're using is called the Peace Index, mm-hmm. and we wanted to kind of incorporate it here for you listening to help you figure out where where those issues in your life may be. Mm-hmm. And and what where you need to start praying because here's the deal and we didn't mention this one finding peace in your life starts with prayer and reading scripture because that's where we know Christ that's right? being connected to the vine it's being exactly flying above the clouds it's exactly. always sunny above the clouds yeah and, and we say that every podcast mm-hmm. and so you know sorry that that slipped my radar but that's the big one that's yeah. that that goes without saying hundred percent but if you're already there and you're trying to find where should I be praying in my life? Where should I be making changes in my life? Mm-hmm. That's why I like this tool we want to talk yeah. to you about for a few minutes. But basically, it's that if we really think about the shalom that, mm-hmm. the, that the Jews believed in, that the wholeness, the holisticness of, of who you are, you can look at your life in five bubbles. Yep. And that is provision, mm-hmm. people, yep. place, yep. personal health, mm-hmm. and purpose. Absolutely. And if you look at those five bubbles and you think, if I were to say zero to a hundred percent on each one of those individual bubbles, where would I place myself in each of those? Mm-hmm. And then you go through and you assign a number to each bubble, you add them all up and you divide by five. Then you get right. one full zero to a hundred percent on where you're at 
on your piece percentage, on your piece index. Right. Which really could be stated as this is how much I'm I'm living into God's peace in my life 80% today. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Which means it, it kind of tells you how closely you're walking with Christ today. Like mm-hmm. how, how much have I allowed other distractions? How much have I allowed the world to get in between me and who Christ has called me to be today? Mm-hmm. And it's a good, it's a, it's a good visual representation to go. I got some work to do. Yeah. And here's where that work needs to start mm-hmm. is in these areas of my life. And so can we just talk through those five bubbles yeah. real quick for everybody? And let's, uh, let's kind of qualify the scale. Cause I think a lot of people get thrown off of like, you know, that it's like the grading scale at school. Perfection is not – A plus is not – this isn't the exact same scale, even though we're using the same numbers. Right, 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 right. So if you picture like a, more like a speedometer, a 0 to 100, and you have colors along that speedometer, anything from like 75 to 100 is green as a yes. good. Yeah. Okay? 50 to 75 is more the yellow moving into orange towards 50. And f- below 50, you're moving into the red of right. just kind of like – bottoming out. Does that right. make sense? Zero means there is absolutely none whatsoever. 100 means I could, I cannot have more. Right. Right. Okay. Right. And so if you're, if you're like, yeah, I'm at a 65 today, boy, I would have been grounded for months if that was my grade, <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but a 65 is really just kind of, it's, it's, it's a yellow flag kind of going, you're getting a little low, Right. Right. You know, let's 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 get it up into the seventies, the eighties. You know, that's that's that's, that's really your healthier range. spot, right? And, and and look, we'd love everybody to be at a hundred, because right. here's here's the right. big reason why this is important, right? Is because Christ called us to go give peace to other people. Yes. Well, can we give a peace that we don't have in our own lives? Nope. He talks about you know take the plank out of your own eye before you worry mm-hmm. about the the speck in your brother's eye. Well. Right. This is taking planks out of our eyes. That's what we're doing here. Yeah. We're looking yeah. at our lives and saying, where's the plank? You right. know? Um, and so, yeah, I like that. Like a 75 to a hundred, you're doing, you're doing all right. Yeah. You're doing good. A hundred, yeah. you're doing amazing. Yep. But like you're getting up in the eighties, good. Nineties, amazing. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. you're on cloud nine. Yeah. Like you said yesterday, you said at an 85, you got energy to spare. Yeah. You're doing pretty good. Yeah. Right. 75, 85, somewhere in there. And so that's how we want you to look at this. Mm-hmm. Um, with that said, people, people, how do you judge the people? How do, how do you grade where you're at with the people in your life? Um, I think you just start taking like the, maybe the favorites off your phone, you know, the 10 people you have on speed dial or, yeah. you know, you take the ones that are closest to you and your family, your friends, your coworkers, who do you spend the most time with? And then you you look at your relationship with each of those mm-hmm. people and say, hey, what's my relationship with this person like? Is this person bringing me down? Is this person picking me up? Mm-hmm. Am oh. I bringing this person down? What did we say? Uh, I liked the word. Oh, um, does this person help push you to be better or do they push your buttons? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> Which way are they pushing you? Right. Pushing right. you to be better or are they pushing your buttons? Because like if, if you know, six, you know, like six or seven out of the 10 people you spend the most time with are always just super critical of you or always telling yeah. you what you're doing wrong, like that's going to negatively affect you. Yeah. However, if six or seven of the people you spend most of your time with are always just like pouring into you and mm-hmm. like trying to help you be better and maybe not just like glorifying everything you do, but like right. they love you and they care for you mm-hmm. and you see that like – that's going to positively affect you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so where do you fall? And so what you can do is you can like give a percentage to each of those, mm-hmm. like between zero and a hundred. 
add that number up and say, if you got eight, you add them all up and then you divide by eight. Right. And then that's your number for people. Or yeah. you, if you got 10, you know, add them all up, divide by 10. Kind of Should thing. we just apologize for the math up front? Oh yeah. We're sorry bad at that math. you're, sorry that you're having to do math today, but yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> sorry. I, Hey, I hate math. Absolutely hate it. Right. But I like doing it when it comes to this Absolutely. because it really, it's quick. It's easy. It helps Absolutely. me get my day kind of figured right. out. Yeah. And so think through everything from the small actions of like, um, when, when you see their name pop up on your phone that they just sent you a text, do you go, <laughs> or right. you go, Ooh, <laughs> yay. You know, is yeah. it, are they life bringing or are they life taking? Right. Right. <laughs> you right. know, um, you know, from the small actions to the big things, Yes, you know, and some people you get to choose to be around some you have, you have to be around. Yeah. You know, 100%. I mean, I mean, I've got few kids, um, a handful of kids, just a, a gaggle. Couple. I've got a full quiver. Um, and you know, I mean, they're my kids. Right. And some days they bring life and some days they take life. You right. know, there's some areas of being a father that uh, exhaust me and others are absolutely joyful. And so, um, and those seasons come and go. Yeah. You know, I mean, thankfully, you know, <laughs> I was very thankful with my oldest two. One was in a good space and the other was, you know, bottoming out and then they'd switch places. Yeah. Through their teenage years, they never both hit bottom at the same time. And I was very grateful for that. So that's pretty good. That was, that was, that was God's blessing. He only knew what we could handle, I guess. So, uh, so take all those things and just kind of evaluate the people. And like Zach said, do the math. Yep. Get a number for it. Place. Place. Places. This one's hard for people. Sometimes. There's a lot that goes into place. Yeah. Right. I mean, the bottom. The bottom line. I think when the, when I think of this from a spiritual point of place and peace, is what do you have a place that calms you and and promotes connection with God? Yes. Does that make sense? Yep. Um, or or helps you. Helps you think, helps you get things done because we honor God when we mm-hmm. serve those around us and we – even when we make sure that we're healthy, right? Right. Because we can't be a benefit to others if we're not healthy. Right. And so we, we got to take care of ourselves, take care of others, and honor God mm-hmm. all along the way. Does the environment around you help you right. do that or does it make it harder for you to do right. that? So start with your home. How's your home doing? You know, from your living room to your kitchen to your bedroom. Um, if you have a home office, if you're working from home, um, your backyard, your front yard. Some people love outdoors more than others. Some mm-hmm. love indoors more than others. There's going to be chaotic parts of your home, but there, do you have that that place, that spot, your mm-hmm. corner, your your chair, whatever, where, where you can you get know, away to, where you find peace, where yeah. you can be drawn into a connection with God. Right. Um, you know, it extends to our workplaces. Um, you know, if we have an office or, you know, somewhere out that we work or we get to hang out in the community to work or where you play. I mean, so like here at the church, I, mm-hmm. I hate working in my office. I'm I hate s- it. I'm, I'm your neighbor. I'm sorry. Zach. I know. I love being your neighbor, but like, <laughs> I can't get anything done when I can hear all the office noises yeah. going on around me. Yeah. I just can't think. I can't write. I can't read, I, which are like half of what goes into pastoring is like right. preparing to right. like learn and, mm-hmm. and know how to pastor people. Right. Yep. And so I'm always trying to read, trying to keep up on, you know, theology matters or the Bible or, mm-hmm. you know, write sermons and, and 
the best way for me to do that is I go to the sanctuary or I go to the youth room where there's nobody and I'll go sit on a couch or I'll go sit in, you know, up in the sanctuary at a pew or at the computer up there. And, right. And I can write, man, it just flows out of me then because it's hmm. like, it's just quiet and calm and I can think. And so like, even I, at work, do you have a place where you can right, concentrate? Right. I get into those environments. I start to doze off. So anyway. <laughs> well, some, that's when you get up and you walk around, right? But it's different for everybody. Right. You know, like, um, you know, I was listening to a podcast where a guy was like, you know, um, I, I think he's like a CEO millionaire. I mean, you know, well to do. He's he's living the dream, right? You know, and, and all of his CEO buddies are like, why do you mow the lawn? You should be paying somebody to mow the lawn. And he's like, but it's my sanctuary. I love getting on my riding lawnmower, putting my headphones on, turning on some music and driving for two hours. Right. He goes, it's peaceful. Right. Nobody, I, I can't take a phone call. So I'd leave my phone in the house. You know, he's like, this is my place where I reconnect with life. Yeah. And I was like, that's brilliant. That's, that's what this is talking about. Right. So it might be on your riding lawnmower. It might be right in your basement. It might be wherever. For right. your city, the yeah. city you live in yeah, or your neighborhood. Yeah. Do you have... Do you like your neighbors? Do you like your neighborhood? Mm -hmm. Do you like your city? Do you have fun things you can go yeah. do or peaceful places you can yeah. go be or like, cool restaurants? Like my favorite restaurant pre-COVID is kind of a train wreck now. Yeah. And yeah. It, I stood in line for 45 minutes just to order and get food one night. We'll have to talk like, about this after because I, like, I want to know what you're not, talking about. This is not my place anymore huh. because it doesn't, it doesn't feel the way. Do we eat there regularly? Used to. Moving on. Okay. Personal I'm really, health. I'm concerned. Because now we're talking about eating out. Should we go to personal health? Or do you want to skip that? <laughs> well, okay. Well, well, real quick, let's let's okay. just qualify place. Once yeah. again, give oh, yeah, a yeah. zero to a hundred to yes. all those things. Think and look, maybe we missed some. Yeah. That Don't you forget can the green and of. the yellow of yeah. Right. Like mm -hmm. go through all those things, zero to a hundred percent. Where are you at in those areas? Add them all up, divide by however many you just added up, and that's your number. Yep. Okay. Yep. So then personal health. All right. Personal health. Um, that's again, kind of getting into the holistic, this, this is the nefesh. mind, body and spirit, right? The, nefesh, the soul. Absolutely. Yeah. Mind, you know, body, so, spirit. Um, yeah. I mean, you take your physical health from your, um, you know, either sickness or diagnoses to your aches and pains to, or, I need to get rid of this gut, right. which I need to get rid of this gut. I'm, yeah, I'm so sad. I identify with you on that. I know, but I eating know. is fun. It is. It, so, and it so, makes my piece better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we're not talking about a piece of pie. Anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, it's your physical, it's your mental and emotional. Yeah. Um, I even throw intellectual in there because I love to be stimulated, like intellect. I can't even say it. Intellectually stimulated. Which is hilarious. I love, I love learning new things. Yeah. And so when I'm not learning something new, I'm kind of like bored and I'm like, yeah. you know, my, yeah. my health goes down. Right. Yeah. So emotional stability. You're, yeah, all of that. Um, and then you're spiritual. Yes. And we can't, we can't ignore that. Or well, just I mean, kind of everything we're talking about right now, if, if you're thinking. Points to. Right. If, yeah. if you're thinking about this right now in the way that we're framing it then kudos to you. Your mm -hmm. points on your spiritual should be going up. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> like, right. Um, this is, this, this is being intentional to know God better and to take care of yourself so you can go be his, his steward, his servant. Right. right. Um, right. and so, yeah, look at each of those areas. Once again, zero to a hundred percent. Where, where are you doing well? Where aren't you doing well? 
Um, add them all up, divide by that number. Yeah. That's your number for, yeah. for personal health. Cause I think we could also say in this category, as well as all five bubbles, it's like they're all kind of connected with bungee cords. Yeah. That if you're, if your physical is 90 plus, you're a marathon runner and you lift and you work out and you're in the peak physical condition, you just climb Mount Everest, whatever it might be. Right. Mm-hmm. And, because you climb Mount Everest, you are closer to God than you've ever been. You're like so your spiritual life. Like that was amazing, right? That was beautiful. Mm-hmm. But you know, when you walk in the office Monday morning, your emotional health is going to plummet because that's what it does, right? It's like a little bungee cord. Yeah, that the two up high are going to kind of buoyant. You know, it's going to give a little buoyancy to your yep. emotional, but your emotional is going to be pulling on the other two. Yeah. So understand that too. While we're here, like yeah. These numbers are going to rise and fall all yes. the time. It's like the stock market, but hopefully a little more stable. But that's the beauty of it. It's that's, like a thermometer. That's why this is a good. Let's go there. Yeah. Yeah. The thermometer. <laughs> I like that better than the stock market right now. That, that's why making this a, a natural rhythm of your life, something you do daily, weekly, monthly, whatever, like regularly, fairly regularly. Yeah. Um, it's good to do because it's always changing and it always helps you know, like, well, where am I at today? Mm-hmm. Where, where am yeah. I and what do I need to focus yeah. on today? All right. We've got a, we've got a medically fragile kiddo that it, it gets sick very easily. We keep a thermometer by the chair in the living room because we're always taking her temperature. Mm-hmm. We're just always checking in. Where right. is, you know, where is she at? And she might have a fever for 30 minutes and then not. I mean, it's really up and down, up and down, up and down. And so that's what we're talking about is taking your temperature daily. Yes. Thinking about it. Yeah. 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 Good. Good. Uh, so we've done people, place, personal Provision. health. Provisions. Good. Vision. Yeah. Do you have what you need? That's the question. Yeah. Are you good? Do you, are, are you provided? But for I really it? want a truck, Zach. I want a truck. Well, that's great. You can want a truck, but that doesn't apply to how you grade your provision. Because <laughs> I don't. Do I need a truck? Exactly. That's the point I was trying to make. Right. Yeah. Well, well, sorry. I thought that was. A I given. thought that's what you were saying. But I thought that was. A, no, it's, it is what I was saying. I just. Yeah. I didn't say it like so black and white. I'm right. sorry. I probably should since we're yeah. explaining this to people. Right. I mean, we live in America. Yeah. We like to want things. And if we, and honestly, though, like we're so, I hate to use the word privileged, but we are. We're so privileged as human beings living in such a wealthy part of the world Mm -hmm. that even in the lowest rungs of our culture, it's not nearly as bad as you're still in some rungs in the, in the other countries, you know what I mean? Um, and so sometimes when we don't get what we want, it can feel like we don't have what we need. Right. And that's not true. Right. So this is kind of a sobering one because you got to step back and go, am I healthy? Do I have, do Do I have have enough to do what you feel God is calling you to do? So this one's kind of tied to purpose as well, and we got to get into that one last. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So so do you have enough to do what God is calling you to do? What's God calling or, us to do? Or where God has placed you. Right. If you, you know, if God opened the door for you to have a job that's 20 miles away, does God give you, you know, do you have the provision to pay for the gas for you to get back and forth to work five days a week? Right. Right. Are your kids fed? Do they have yeah. clothes? Yeah. Do and you, you don't can, have to eat steak every night. Right. You know, no, but that's good stewardship though. Right. Is, is using what God has given us well. Right. So, so you could technically be provided for and squander it all away. Absolutely. And so your provision could technically be high and you could be using it improperly. So even if it's high, I, I, I think that would affect your provision number though. If you're not using what you've been given well, I think that's going to have to affect your provision. 
Yeah, because you feel like you don't have what you need. Exactly. So, so this is a good place to kind of step back and say, hey, you know, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe I don't need to eat mm-hmm. steak every day of the week. Maybe I can have ramen one of right. those four days. Well, I mean, how many times have, and this might be a little side trip, but, you know, we talk to, you know, being in the church, we, we get to have interaction with people who are down on their luck or mm-hmm. they're struggling and they need help paying the electric bill or this and that, right? Electric is kind of a necessity. Yeah. I mean, our houses, our, our HVAC has been out for a few weeks. And what I'm learning is my house really does not have windows on one side of our house. Right. Like we've got one, no two. Right. We do have two windows on that side, but they're in bedrooms we don't use. Right. right? And so to create a draft in our home to make it cool on these 70 something degree November days in Indiana, which is the wonkiest thing ever, but we'll take it. Right. Right. It is hard keeping our house cool because our houses are not designed for that. Right. And then come the next week or here in two days, we're going to hit a cold snap and we're in the thirties and the forties. Right. So electricity is kind of a need is what I'm getting to. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to justify that. No, but, I, I think you're right. But you know, here we are talking to these people are like, yeah, I need, I need another 150 bucks or they're going to shut my power off. But then you start digging a little deeper and it's like, yeah, but I, I still have my Netflix, my Amazon Prime, my yes. NFL package. My There's all these entertainment things that we're holding on to. And we're like, and those aren't that's needs. that. No, but I need, I mean, you'll hear people say it. Yeah. But no, but I need that. You know, my, my kids watch Netflix all day. Okay. That's, that's the babysitter or, you know, <laughs> I'm right. like, no, you don't. No, 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 no. That doesn't back count. Up, right. Yeah. And so being honest about what we truly need and looking through what is necessity for life um, is hard. It's sobering. Like you said. I, I mean, even in a lot of ways, having home internet, is it, yeah. is it a necessity when you can go to McDonald's and have it for free? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like even that, like there are ways around it. Like would that 40 bucks be better off feeding your family this week or this month, I guess, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like yeah. th- this is, this one's hard because you got to step back there's this one's really hard to like add up a bunch of numbers. You kind of just have to give a number to yeah. this one. Yeah. And you got to stay back and look at the whole picture. And I think this one in particular, I mean, all of these are affected in like provision causes me to look down the road. Like do, you know, if I knew there was a job change coming up, you know, cause I've actually planned and gone through some of those this year, right. Mm-hmm. That provision has been a little more low because I'm thinking, Oh, but, when I make that change next month or then this happens or et cetera, et cetera. Right. 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 Um, so you might see things coming down the road. You're like, you know, Oh, I'm going to go back to school and, and get a degree. That's not going to be cheap. Right. And so your provision starts shifting a little bit because of things you see coming down the road. Right. Or we think about recessions or whatever. Right. Right. And so that the, the fear or the anticipation of tomorrow can affect your peace today. Right. Specifically in this one, but I think in all of them too. And uh, the last one, it's purpose. Purpose. So your purpose is what gets you out of bed in the morning? What's your Mm -hmm. reason for getting out of bed in the morning? And not just like, oh, I need to go feed the dog. I need to take the dog out to use the bathroom. Like that's, that's duty. That's something that, (laughs) that's duty. Oh, wow. Oh, I am so punny. You are um, good. I'm sorry. It's the middle of the afternoon. I'm, I'm, that, that just I'm dragging stunk. a little that, bit. No. That, was, that joke just stunk. Anyway. Ha! Look at you. Moving on. Okay. So anyways, <laughs> the point is that's something you have to do. 
that's not what gets you out of bed in the morning because you know it's what you were made to be, right? And that's what this is about. Who, yeah. are, who are you made to be? Well, another can of worms. Can I go here? Uh, yeah. You okay with this? Yeah. You don't even know what it is yet. Um, again, and I'm and I'm not down on Western Christianity, but I think we've kind of built things up in our head in a way that doesn't exist. Like we think about purpose and we're like, what is the exact action and identity that I should have as like, I am a, you know, I, this is my job. This is what I do every day. When, well, that's, that's less purpose and more fate. Yeah. And so why it's like, we've conflated it to something more complex and temporary seasonal hmm. than, than it should be. My purpose is to go, to to worship Christ, yeah. to worship God, yeah. and pour into others. Love God, love others. So so I so and my personal my personal health bubble is my lowest one. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this. Yeah, I signed up for a diet app that questioned me to death. Right, because it wanted all my information so it could tell me right. how to go about right, this. Right, right, and and this all ties in. I promise. Okay, it says. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And so I wrote down like, because I want to feel better. And they're like, okay, you want to feel better. Is that why you're really doing this? Mm -hmm. Or is there something bigger? And I was like, okay, I want to lose weight. I I, want to lose weight. I want to feel better. So I'm I'm better at, uh, I'm more useful to people around me. Okay. Is that why you want to lose weight? Or is there something more to this? And I'm like, okay, I see what we're doing. Okay. What is the root of all this? Right. And I stopped and I thought for a good couple of minutes and it came down to that. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to love God and I want to be able to love people better. Because if I'm doing those two things, then I'm doing what he's called me to do. Mm-hmm. I, I was meant to serve God and serve others. Right. And so right. I put that and I was like, I don't think it goes deeper than that. That's who I was designed to be by God. And that's who everyone was designed to be mm-hmm. by God. Right. Right. Do we have a more basic purpose than that? Right. And and so we sit there and we 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 get all stressed out and lose our peace because I know I'm I know God made me to be an engineer. I'm just gonna pick on engineers. How's that? Okay, uh, that's fine. God made me to be an engineer, but I don't know if I'm supposed to be structural, chemical, or electrical. No. <laughs> love God, love others. Being it which one do you enjoy? Which one do you want to jump in? Right. This is a this is a morally because, gray issue. Yeah. This is which field of engineering you go into is not your core purpose. Right. That's how you live out your purpose. Right. I choose to live out my purpose through structural engineering. Or I have three jobs right now. Right. Four if you count um, you know, foster care as a foster dad, right? Um, I mean and you know, I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a foster dad. I'm a pastor. I'm a nonprofit founder. I am a leadership coach. Right. All of those roles point to the purpose in my life of I am going to worship God and I'm going to love others the best that I can, and fight for their highest good. Think about right? think about Moses. He was a uh, uh, adopted prince of Egypt, and then God turns him into a shepherd then into the leader of a revolution, then into a priest. Right. He didn't make any of those calls. Mm -hmm. He just did what God was like leading him to. You know what I mean? Right. Like Mm -hmm. maybe we should be a little more open. Yeah. And just be like, ah, 
and until I figure that out, I'm going to do what's what comes right. naturally, what I like. Right. I mean, if you take a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday a couple of weeks ago, on Friday, I talked to a room full of doctors who mm-hmm. are at the top of their perfection, profession. And I spent hours with them training them on communication tactics and how to grow together as a team. Yeah. The light bulb was coming on in their life. Sunday morning, I played guitar, sang, and led worship for a few hundred people in a, you know, in a couple of different instances, multiple services, online, live stream, you know, I mean, that that's a whole different function, right? Right. right. And on Saturday, between that, I was changing poopy diapers. Right. <laughs> right. I was living out my purpose in all three of those situations, as vastly different as they are. Yes. Right? And so I think we take this purpose category and we get anxious because we westernize it. We don't know exactly what we're supposed to be called to do. Well, love if, God, love others. Yeah. If it was that, yeah, if it was that specific, we can't live into that purpose a hundred percent of the time. Right. Right. You know, I'm made to be a worship leader. Well, well I don't get to lead worship seven days a week, 20, 28 hours a day. You know, right, that's right. not my, that's not my identity. There's a flip side to this that I don't think we're touching on too is like say you're listening to this and you're like, wow, must be nice to do what you like to do. I work a factory job and I hate it, but it's all I can do because I got to feed my family and I got to do this. And it's like, that sounds to me like you're living your purpose. Yeah. I worked at Red Robin for four and a half years. Same. I've worked living into my purpose. I can't tell you how many jobs I've had for extended periods of time that Mm -hmm. I did not like. Right. But it's all I could do. I mean, I did not, I was not raised wealthy at all. I'm not wealthy now. Right. But like, I just, I've had moments in my life where it's like, you just got to do what you got to do for a year or two or maybe more, you know? Yeah. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying Red Robin was the bottom of the barrel. It's not. It, I was, I'd been married for almost 10 years. We had a couple of kids. Um, I was, you know, I had to walk out of what I thought was my purpose called profession to go work this job. And I'm cleaning up people's half eaten food, which really that and vomit are about the two worst things in my, <laughs> in my mind. So it was, it was hard. It was hard. Right, you know, right, we've all right. got that hard thing. You know, yeah, that I mean, thing that grosses you out. Yeah, or, yeah. I, I watch nurses take care of stuff like that, They're and I'm like, pulling they don't blood care. Out. Yeah, yeah, blood, no problem. Right, but half-eaten food, no, thank you. Right, you know, even right. yeah, I think even my own half-eaten plate has a shelf life for me. I'm like, yeah, I don't even want to touch my own now. I'm good. So the point being, point here, being, yes, is that your purpose is more than just your job. Yeah, right. It's it's like, are you are you? I, I think that's as basic as it can be, and I'm sorry that I'm make, oversimplifying this for all Christian listeners here. But like, are you loving God? Or are you loving your neighbor? And are mm-hmm. you are you leaning into that? That's right. that's how I would judge my purpose, and I think that's probably how you should judge yours. Careers come and go, exactly. Even the you know I'm called to bring clean water to the children of Africa or build an orphanage in, um, you know, the rainforest or whatever. Right. Those are beautiful callings, but it's not your core purpose. Right. Your corporate purpose is to love God and love others. Right. So give yourself a number. Take all those numbers. We're getting off track. Yeah. A yeah, little yeah. Bit. Well, well, we kind of have to, because we got to yeah. make sense of why these things matter to yeah. a Christian. Like kinda, these aren't just numbers. These aren't just bubbles. Right. This is who you are and this is how you're being mm-hmm. who God's called you to be. But that's breaking your life down into categories. So you know what needs change. 
And so, or, or, or what you're doing great at. And yeah. so you're adding these five bubbles up and you're going to have a number in the hundreds now and you're going to divide by the, five. Yeah. You're going to divide that number by five and that's going to give you your peace index. Um, I Which just is checked, your holistic. Right. Remind me of the Hebrew word. No. Uh, uh, shalom. No. Oh, no. oh nefesh. 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 Thank yeah, you. yeah. Your Thank soul. You. It's your soul. It's yeah. you. It's who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I remember last week I took this. I was at a 78%. Mm-hmm. Right. Doing okay, but yeah. could be doing better. I took it two days ago and I was at an 81. And mm-hmm. so it's like, even in just a few days, yeah, you see this huge shift. And so that's why I would recommend you take this all the time and you mm-hmm. say, okay, wait, what's dragging me down? Oh, it's my personal health. Oh, it's my mental health. Oh, it's my place that I'm living because our neighbors can't stand us and they set our house on fire or, you know, I'm, right, right, right. I'm, I'm going, I'm going off the rails. I'm just making stuff up, but I'm saying like, what, what would help you? What would bring everything else up? Because say you live in a really bad neighborhood and you're afraid for the lives of your kids because you're living in a super scary area and there's a lot of crime or something. Well, if you move to a place with less crime, is that going to bring your purpose up because you feel like you're loving your kids better and you're taking better care of them? Is that going to bring your provision up because you feel like you've provided a, a healthier place for your mm-hmm. family to live? Is that going to bring your personal health up because now you're not worrying about your mental stress anymore, but all you did was make one change in life? And it raised everything. Mm-hmm. That's how you got to think about these numbers. Right. They're all interconnected. And yeah. so it's up to you to sit down and go, okay, what, what do I need to do today? I mean, strength in one area can give you freedom to make changes that you need to make in other areas. Right. Right. That's, that's part of the beautiful. Or taking a hit in one area yeah. may, may even I mean, bring the others mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Sometimes you make decisions that you're like, yeah, I'm not. I will not get healthy amounts of sleep for the next six months. And so my personal health is going to go down. It's going to go down. But my provision is going to go up and my, my purpose, purpose may go right. up. I get it right. And yeah. so it's like you may have to, you have to, do this you have to mess with yeah. some bubbles to make other bubbles yeah. go up. And what's interesting, I think, is I've been doing the Peace Index now for a little over a year. And so, you know, we're talking about daily, like mm-hmm. you're saying, you know, 78, 81, blah, blah, blah. Um but I can also see the big picture trend in my life over mm-hmm. the, the last year that at one point I was averaging solidly in the eighties, probably when I started doing this last fall. Mm. And then at some point um, through a number of life circumstances, blah, blah, blah. Um, I found myself easily in the low sixties, maybe even the fifties um, in hindsight. And so alarm bells were starting to go off. You know, I'm getting into that red zone on the meter right. going, something's got it. This is, we're approaching more of a crisis level. Right. And, you know, that was probably late spring, summer. And now I'm, you know, this fall, I can safely say I'm averaging in the mid upper seventies, maybe low eighties some days, you know? So I'm not where I was a year ago, but I'm not where I was six months ago. Right. right. And so you start to see these macro trends of, of going, you know what? Yeah. Thursday was rough, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, it, those brought it up. Right. You know, and, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's really interesting how quick your mind goes to this when something blasts into your day. Oh, 100%. <laughs> and you're like, you know what? I don't have, to, I mean, I can be frustrated because this, but I don't have to be upset. Yes. I don't have to be depressed. I don't have to be, you know, defeated. Right. Because 
this little crisis just came across or this big crisis. Right. Right. And uh, it's really amazing. The more you, the more you pray through your piece, the more you analyze, you figure out, use these bubbles to figure out where am I off and how can I make steps toward? And here's my challenge to you. Not you, Jason, the listener. <laughs> and here, you. here is our challenge to you. And you, Jason. Okay. And me, Zach. And you, yeah. Um, this is a discipleship tool. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. here's the deal. It is. You start using this, you start reckon you start recognizing these flows in your life and you know how to make changes in your life to bring that peace that Christ has has called us to, that Christ gives us, right? We're leaning into mm-hmm. who he's told us to be. That's yeah. what this is doing. And once you figure out how to use this tool to do that, you can start teaching other people to use this tool to do that. And you can sit down with them and be like, hey, how are you doing today? Let's mm-hmm. talk through it. Where are you at? Let's talk about life. And let's figure out what needs to change and what you can do better and what I can do better. And we'll grow together. Mm-hmm. Um, we are called to be agents of peace. We're called to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if there's not peace in the gospel of Jesus Christ, I don't know what there mm-hmm. is. Um This is a weird episode. Can I break that down real quick, practically? Yeah, please. Purpose. Okay. We we pointed that toward discipleship, right? Sure. Yeah. Okay. People might be the easiest application of this is a discipleship tool, right? That as you identify people in your life, you're going, you know what? That person needs peace. That my peace would be more stable if that person in my life had more peace. Had more peace too. Right, right. And so I can give my peace. I can be, you know, blessed are the peacemakers, right? Okay. What about provision? When you start looking at what you need and what you do have and you realize, wow, God has given me so much, I can be generous. I can be giving. What about this person in my life that needs provision? Right. I can give them some of my provision. Right. Or I can go and do the amazing thing that I've always dreamed. You know, I wanted to buy a goat for the village in Rwanda. Right. Right. You know, you can do things. I'm not being – I'm just being sarcastic. Sorry. Not being honoring. But But for real though, that's a thing too. But you think about your place. God tells us to be hospitable. You think about your personal health. God calls us to, um, to you know, not you know, kind of be energizer bunnies for the gospel. Yeah. But if we're always you know feeling like my health sucks and I'm too doughy and I, I my emotions are all over the chart, I can't give myself away. We're told to guard our minds, and our health affects our minds. Yeah. yeah. And so every one of these areas plays into discipleship. And I, that's brilliant. I love that. Yeah. I had not thought through it. In terms of hospitality and generosity and discipleship, and that's, that's just a is. whole another layer. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And that's that's the cool thing about this tool. This tool's not like let me tell you something to fix your life. No, that's not how any of these things we like to work with are. It's just how can I how can I look at my life, and how can I start kind of gauging where where I'm at and be better for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I hope that's what this can do for you, guys. You can have peace in your life. Yeah. In yeah. fact, we're promised it. Okay, but we're also promised a lot of trouble. So we got to learn how to start navigating those troubles and maintaining that peace in the midst of troubles and teaching others how to do the exact same. And at the end of the day, it's Jesus Christ. Are we we wrapping this up? We're wrapping it up. Unless you got something else to say. Can I wrap with this one concept? Okay. That the other words in the dictionary in freedom from disruption, the other words in the dictionary are like calmness, tranquility, serenity. Right. That those are the things that we often uh, associate with peace. Right. Yeah. Biblically, this new concept to me working through the peace index. And I, I believe this peace is power. 
Yeah. Peace is power. That yes, it's calmness and tranquility. It's it's you know these soft, warm, fuzzy feelings and emotions. Sure, but peace is power in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the the devil wanting to steal, kill, destroy, ruin your life to keep you from fulfilling your purpose, which is to love God and love others. Right? He wants you off track of that. Right. Peace is power in the midst of all that junk. That we have the power to withstand temptation. We have the power to, um, you know, the devil's already been defeated. We have the victory. We have the power. And that comes through the peace of God. Well, well, think about it. That God is all powerful and he's infinitely powerful, right? Yep. And he is infinitely peaceful. Yep. Therefore, they have to coexist and they have to be part of each other. Yes. It's just like the the, the uh, right. truth and grace, mm-hmm. right? Yep. That, and, and that peace must be infinitely truthful and peace must be infinitely yeah. graceful. Yeah. And, pe- <laughs> and so when we go back to those things that we were saying of, you know, Lord Jesus, just come. Peace is today. Power is today. Right? Right. And it's not always what you think it looks like. It's not something far off in the distance. It's not an abstract concept that we're not sure how that works out in our world. Hmm. It is a concrete principle that God gifts to us and enables us to live by each and every day and to spread. But we can't spread what we don't have. That's right. We can't give away what we don't possess. That's right. So go get yourself some peace. It sounds like you go buy it at the store or something. That's right. You get it from Jesus. That's all. That's the story. Y'all, this was, uh, this was fun. Peace out. Yes. Peace out. This was a weird one. Peace without. And it's maybe a little more applicational than some of ours. Um, maybe a little less theology heavy and a little more, uh, application heavy, but I think it's important. But there's some rant heavy in there. So I love ranting. I love that. (laughs) Guys, thank you for listening. Uh, this is Jason Kemp over here, and I'm Zach Killy. Uh, Randy will be back next time. And uh, thank you so much for listening. If you got questions, you can send those to salty saints at becomehope.com or questions at becomehope.com. Make sure to check out our friends at lifeaudio.com. They've got tons of podcasts, and uh, they're really good to us. So I hope that you'll go support them and check them out. And uh, until next time, stay salty. Hello, my name is Adam Comer. And I'm Ryan Chittister. And we're the host of Life After Addiction Podcast. If you or someone you love struggles with addiction, check us out, Life After Addiction Podcast, and you can subscribe at lifeaudio.com.